Welcome to Compare to Who, the podcast to help you stop comparing and start living. I'm your host, Heather Creekmore. I hate to admit this, but I used to secretly obsess over my appearance. I thought it was part of my job as a woman to always look better, but never felt like I could be good enough. Maybe you can relate. God, in His grace, showed me a way out, and I want to give you all the tools you need to break free too. If you've ever spent too much time stressing over your looks, I get it. I hope you'll keep listening and find the same freedom I have. Here are three other things you should know about me. I'm a minivan driving mom of four. I'm author of the book Compared to Who and the forthcoming book The Burden of Better. I'm a blogger at comparedtowho.me and you just may have seen my epic big fail on Netflix. If you've ever struggled with comparison or body image issues, Compared to Who is the show for you. I hope you enjoy today's episode and hey, tell a friend about it. Hello and welcome to the Compared to Podcast. I'm Heather Creekmore and today I am with my good friend Erin Carey. Erin is an integrative nutrition coach and I asked her to be on the show today because, well, a couple reasons. Reason one, I have been at home with just my family for over a month now, Mm -hmm. so I needed someone to talk to. Erin, are you in the same boat? (laughs) Yep, exactly. (laughs) And and I thought, so Erin does a lot of work on mental health. Erin and I both have dieter backgrounds, Mm -hmm. and so I know we've both been processing this, like, how do you do this shelter-at-home thing without succumbing to the pressure of I've got to meet all my hashtag quarantine goals and I've got to get yep. skinny before we can go out in the real world again. Summer all of those is coming. Things. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I saw a meme yesterday and we'll get into this, but I saw a meme yesterday and it was like, I really need to know if we're going to get out of this by summer or fall, because if it's summer, then I need to get skinny. And if it's fall, I'm not going to worry about yeah, it. Right. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I can kind of relate to that. Right. So Aaron, thank you for being on the show today. Yeah, this is fun. Well, where I thought we would start is just how are you? Like, what has surprised you most about this time? Now, I think I'm on day 34 here mm-hmm. of being home with the fam. Uh, you're about the same, I think. So, what yes. has surprised you the most? I think what surprised me the most is how it wasn't that bad at the beginning. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, my husband and I, and I say that knowing how um, fortunate we are and that my husband was able to work from home and I am able to work from home. And so that's been great. So at the, at, at the beginning, it was kind of like this fun little thing we were doing as a family, like, oh, daddy's home all day and also mommy and also everybody. We couldn't go to our homeschool co-op anymore. We couldn't go. We had some field trips planned. You know, we had some downers like my my six-year-old thinks he's LeBron James he really does and he's not even four feet tall and he's yeah he's like the size of a four-year-old and he's six but he thinks he's LeBron James and his basketball season was suspended delayed and now I'm I'm pretty sure it's just it's just not going to happen and so I think a month in is when two days ago I hit kind of a breaking point where it was like I just feel blah. Like I don't want to do anything. I I have a lot of things that I love to do and I enjoy and and we've had fun making this work. But at this point now I'm going, okay, I'm kind of over it. And finding motivation is a little bit harder now. Mm -hmm. Um, Just, it just feels like, oh, it's, it's groundhog day. Here we are again. So I I go back and forth. I've, I've had 
all the emotions. I think all of us have, I've had to do a lot of grieving, but I've mostly just been angry. That's the only mm. consistent stage of grief that I stayed at. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So what about you? How, how about for your Yeah. Family? You know, it's funny. So, so and I'll just put this out there, I guess, just to clarify for anyone listening that doesn't know you and I, but we both started off, we were homeschool moms before this. Mm-hmm. And so at first for me, it was like, oh, you know, Hey, this is normal. Just like you said, my husband's a pastor and he actually, he worked at the church for an additional like seven to 10 days until they absolutely shut everything down here Mm -hmm. in Austin and said he had to come home. And so it felt very normal to us for a few weeks. Um, But it's just been the last week or so where I've started to grieve. I think before that I was seeing posts of friends on Facebook and they're like, this is so hard. Mm -hmm. I can't, you know, oh, I'm just so sad. I'm grieving. And I was like, what? Like, this is great. But then it hit me and and it was, it became very real to me. And you hear this said that like, we all grieve differently and, you know, depending on personality and I guess life experience and all the Mm -hmm. things. Right. And so for me, it was a big slap in the face. Like, Oh, duh, Heather. Yeah. You do not grieve right away. Like my way to handle stress is adrenaline comes rushing and I'm Mm -hmm. going to power through it, but I only have enough power for like two, three weeks. Mm -hmm. And so I hit the end. I'm like, I got nothing left. (laughs) So, Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, so grieving has hit me and, and just, you know, the groundhog day, that was a perfect way to summarize it. That's what I've been saying, but also just, Mm -hmm. it's strange to me how I am having such a difficult time keeping track of the day and the time. Oh, Oh, yeah. It's like, ridiculous. It's weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm like, you know, it's right there. Like it's on my watch. <laughs> it's on my screen. And yet still like my kid was 10 minutes late for his Zoom kickboxing class this morning because yeah. I couldn't get track of it. So it's, mm-hmm. it is crazy what it does to you. And so like, help me because you are an expert more on depression and mental illnesses. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think depression is something that I regularly struggle with, although I have in my life, but it's, it's been very palpable the last week. Like, huh, you know what? I don't want to get out of bed in the morning. I don't Mm -hmm. want to do it again. And so I feel that depression. And so I know anyone for whom this is a regular struggle has to be feeling it even more. So what have you found? What have you noticed? What are you hearing on that front? Yeah. It's interesting that you bring that up because Intense times of change or stress, especially for people who are diagnosed with a mental illness, this can be a really, really triggering time. I know for me, um, when I was engaged to my husband, our time of engagement triggered a major breakdown for me, Mm -hmm. not because it was a bad change or it was horrible. It wasn't a pandemic, you know, it wasn't, but it was a change and change is hard for me. It's hard for my brain to wrap around it. Getting off my routine is really hard. Um, And I, I don't think I share this. My diagnosis 20 years ago was bipolar disorder. And so staying consistent in routine is really important for that. Um, but it, it's true for depression, for anxiety, any kind of an intense change is going to throw people off. But I think what you mentioned is true too. I think that there's situational depression, you know, there's clinical depression, there's, there's clinical diagnoses, diagnoses, whatever you say, um, for, for mental disorders that it's physical, right? Like we know now we have enough evidence to know that it's like, it's a real issue, right? This is not just all in your head. Um, but there's situational depression and there's situational anxiety. Like I know so many people who always sleep great and they're struggling with insomnia out of nowhere. My Mm -hmm. husband last night, now 
he will do this every once in a while, depending on how stressed he is. He was up, I think for three hours last night in the middle of the night, cause he couldn't go to sleep. Yeah. And it's like, it is really throwing off even the most sane of people. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important to acknowledge that that's normal and it's okay. And we're all doing it. And in a way, it should make us feel better to know that we're all in this together, yeah. you know, and it's hard for all of us. And I, so, yeah, so, but just for mental illness in general, anytime that there's a big change, anytime there's a big stressor, it's going to throw things off. Mm -hmm. And my biggest thing is my routine, um, managing circadian rhythm through sleep and wake patterns is really important. You know, I have a few things that I have just come to rely on to get me through this time. And I think the people who are most, most at risk are the people who just skate by in life and just go with the flow. And when things happen, they redirect. And right now there's no redirecting, you know, we are stuck in groundhog day. You know, we're stuck in this black hole of, of who knows what right now of lots of uncertainty. And so it's hard to just, Oh, I'm going to get through it. I'm going to redirect. No, it's really throwing off patterns for people. So yeah, it's a big concern. Yeah. So my biggest struggle I think has been the food thing. Uh-huh. Now, yes, so there's many the people whole, are talking about that. There's too. the whole like yep. diet issue, like all that stuff. And I want to mm -hmm. talk about that later, mm -hmm. but, and I, and I've been researching personally because I was doing, doing some other work and researching like the effects of the great depression and food shortages, mm. like in world war II. And the effect that that had on families. And I haven't found a whole lot, to be honest. Mm. But I just, I was thinking about how you've, you've probably heard this too. Like if your grandparents were depression era, you know, that they had certain patterns and your parents picked that up from them, right? So like, mm -hmm. you know, if they were hoarders in any way, shape or <laughs> right. form because of what they experienced in the depression, uh -huh. like your parents probably picked that up. And I was thinking, what are my kids and grandkids going to pick up mm -hmm. because of the way my tendencies have changed? And I've realized like, man, this whole grocery availability thing. So I've, mm -hmm. I've tried not to go to the store and, <laughs> but, but making that decision has come at a cost oh, because yeah. I feel like it's three or four hours of my day sometimes, mm -hmm. like, like trying to find, okay, is Instacart available? Is shipped available through Target? We have a grocery store called HEB down here. Does HEB have a time available? Oh no, you can only get a time after midnight, <laughs> you know, like yep. all the things. And then like getting your cart just right. And then and I had like, I had a cart and then like a time opened up for like a week later. And I was like, I don't really need groceries then, but I got to grab that time. And like mm -hmm. all, all of that has been crazy making. And then on top of that, like, I'll just disclose here. I'm going to do an episode with Eric. I'm going to have my husband on and we're going to talk about some things so we might get into this. I don't know. <laughs> but, but like, he's been driving me nuts yeah. with marriage with, stuff. Well, mm -hmm. but just, but not like in a general way, but in a food way, because I feel like he doesn't understand that like I bought eight hamburger buns knowing that Eric and I don't <laughs> eat the hamburger buns, but my kids uh -huh. do. And it's like, so that was two meals of hamburgers <laughs> with mm -hmm. eight buns. And mm -hmm. you just used a bun to make a sandwich. And now my whole life is ruined. <laughs> you know? Totally. And so yeah. It's been, it's that part has been a huge weight on me. I don't, have you been experiencing it? What, oh, what for surprised sure. you in all this? Well, my thing is that my kids, they have nothing to do. So they just want to eat all day, mm -hmm. which is fine. I don't care. They're kids. Like let them eat. You know, I'm not one of those people. It's like, well, you could, whatever. Like I don't have anything to do either. So, yeah, exactly. you know, so, so right at the same time, the I'm like, <laughs> we can't, what do they go for first? They go for the snacky things that are supposed yeah. to last 
for however long, yeah. I'll finish them in a day. I'm like, you guys, this is supposed to last longer. It's so like you said with the husband and, and it's true, you know, but I think that just on the topic of marital communication, that has been really important more than ever too, because it's like all of us, we're having to communicate like my, gosh, my daughter, just little things. It's like, she's starting to kind of babysit for my niece and nephew because my sister has to still be working, you know, like things like that, but managing time and going, okay, well, when are you waking up? Like everything is so thrown off right now. And the food thing, gosh, I, I think the biggest part of the food thing for me is that I want to eat all day, but I want to eat what I craved when I was pregnant and breastfeeding. Mm. And I don't know if there's a stress connection, but I want carbs. Uh I want carbs all the time because there's a comfort to carbs Mm. and there's some kind of a dopamine rush with carbs. But um, yeah, that's been really interesting for me because it was the same thing when I was pregnant, when I was breastfeeding, that's what I wanted. That's kind of what made me feel, you know, calm or whatever. So it's just very interesting. My cravings are changing the way I get onto my kids about you better finish that because we don't know when we're going to have more. Uh I shouldn't say things like that. (laughs) Why am I saying that's not even true, but it's like, that's where my mind goes and I'm putting it out on them. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's, it's been weird. (laughs) My, my middle son, the other day I was in my office and I heard this loud crash and I thought it was toys or something. And then I hear this mom help quick. And I run in and a jar of spaghetti sauce had fallen and we've got tile floor. And so you can just imagine the disaster that was, but his first, and he actually got his, his toe was cut because the glass like fell on his foot. And his first response is, we can't afford to lose a jar of spaghetti sauce in a pandemic. (laughs) It'll be okay. We can get more spaghetti sauce. We can live without spaghetti sauce. But, you know, but I know that was just a a huge like red flag. Oh, okay. They're wearing this because they they get this. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And they're so perceptive and it's really hard. I keep trying to speak truth into it. Like, cause my six-year-old will be like, I know we can't go cause coronavirus. (laughs) And I always try to speak truth. You know why I'm not afraid of the coronavirus, Roman? I'm not afraid because nothing can separate me from the love of God. And I throw out some, you know, Romans 8 at him or or whatever. Like I keep trying to use the opportunities to speak truth because there's a lot of the time where I am expressing that, that panic, fear, hysteria to him. And I don't, I don't like that part. You know, I don't want my kids to be fearful because they don't have any reason to be fearful right now. You know, there's there's just not, except my three-year-old likes to play a game with um, mailboxes. When we go on walks, he pretends like it's a drive-through uh, fast food restaurant. And uh-huh. so he goes up to a mailbox and he's like, I want some fries with some ranch dressing and some ketchup. Like that's his thing. Fries with ranch and ketchup. He calls it ranch up. It's real uh-huh. cute. Um, and he'll ask for that. Well, even that I'm like, should he be touching people's mailboxes? I don't know if they would like that right uh-huh. now. I'm like we don't touch people's mail. And then I, and then I feel like I'm talking crazy when I say that, you know, we don't touch people's mailboxes, right? Like, <laughs> Like it's so weird, but I don't know. We probably shouldn't, you know, I mean, everybody who sees us on the street just walks to the other side. That's awkward anyway. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, oh, it's so strange. Hey there. How much is freedom worth to you? That's kind of an odd question, right? When I was in the midst of my struggle with disordered eating and body image, I would have paid anything I had to be free. Truth is, I spent a lot of my budget on things I thought could help me be free, like new diets, exercise gizmos, clothing, but none of those things really helped. I'm so grateful that God showed me the way out. And now I'm passionate about helping others find their way out too. I want them to know that Jesus already paid it all. They don't have to spend another cent to find the freedom they really desire. 
But truth is, it does cost me something to get this message out, compared to who can't spread the message of Jesus' offer of freedom without the help of women like you. Would you consider making a contribution? Check out Compared to Who's Patreon page at patreon.com slash compared to who. Then prayerfully consider giving $1 or $5 a month, whatever you can to help. Any amount you'd be willing to donate would be a huge blessing and will go directly towards covering the operating expenses of this ministry. Thank you for being a part of seeing other women set free from the chains of body image and comparison. May God bless your generosity. And then going to the store, when I do have to go to the store, last week I didn't have a choice. I brought my six-year-old. I was like, it was the first time he'd been out. I said, I don't want you to be scared because there are going to be people wearing masks and I don't want that to scare you. I had to warn him because you know what? That scares me. Yeah. It makes me feel like I'm in this post-apocalyptic mm-hmm. hunger games type, mm-hmm. like don't breathe in the air kind of thing. So yeah, it's just, it's, oh, there's a lot there. Yeah, for so sure. Did you, did you wear a mask to the store? Should I say this or not? I, I did not wear a mask to the store. I know. But I, I was going with the WHO guidelines of um, um, if you have been exposed, if you are exhibiting symptoms, uh-huh. you know, wear a mask. If not, you should be fine. So that's what I was going by. <laughs> so I have an N95 mask that is oh, wow. probably 13 years old. <laughs> Used it to paint. And I wore it to Sprouts about a month ago. Nice. Um, and I thought I was going to die. <laughs> yeah. Because I think the new N95 masks are called N95 respirators. And so they actually mm-hmm. like let air in in some way. Mm-hmm. But mine does not have that notch on the front. And I tell you what, it fits tight. And then I'm like hearing in my head, don't touch your face. Don't touch your face. You can't adjust the mask. People that wear masks touch their face more. Don't touch your face. Don't touch the mask. And and then I'm in this line that I know is going to take me at least 45 minutes to get through because I'm Uh like in the back of the store. Everyone's spread out. They're six feet apart. And I almost started hyperventilating. I mean, I was literally like coaching myself through breathe in, breathe out, think cool thoughts, like trying to stop myself from having a panic attack. Cause I also had a full cart. So there's no way I was abandoning it. And there was no way I was abandoning my place in line. So I was like, I'm going to stop this out. But the mask, whew. That made things a little bit more challenging for me. Yeah, I bet. So, yeah. I don't know if it suffocating. <laughs> well, so I did a show a couple weeks ago, a Facebook Live with a friend from a ministry called Finding Balance, which helps women uh, who are recovering from eating disorders. Mm. And the one thing that we talked about was the whole quandary, if you will, of qu- hashtag quarantine rest, which is where I think mm-hmm. we all started, right? Like I mm-hmm. think when this this thing hit, it was like, oh, praise God, we get a chance to rest. Praise God, mm-hmm. we get a chance to connect with our families. You know, praise God, all of our calendars are cleared. And then like gradually over the next week or so, it turned into hashtag quarantine goals. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like here, have our workout program free for two weeks because, you know, you can use this two weeks mm-hmm. to get the best body ever. And, <laughs> um, you know, all, all of those things and all of that subtle pressure that has suddenly come in, like, okay, hey, this is like, this is stress. This is a time when you genius can like invent the cure for cancer and you genius can write your novel and you can get your best body ever and all of those things. So what have you been seeing and how have you been handling that, that pressure? Cause I know you feel it yeah. too, don't you? Oh, for sure. And I think that, um, 
starting out, well, I will say my word for the year was rest. Um, and so okay. a few of my friends blamed me for this whole thing. It's my <laughs> fault for choosing that word of the year. And now we're all resting. But I, you know, I go back and forth because I think that they're, again, depending on personalities, some people, they see this as an opp opportunity to, I'm getting my goals in, you know, discipline, I'm using this time. And then they look down on the people who are not doing that as lazy, but other people are just in their feelings and they're just trying to figure this out. And I think that we all need to have greater empathy for uh, everybody. Like you said at the beginning, everybody's experiencing this differently. Everybody's grieving differently. And another thing is that when we're in stress, when we're in fight or flight mode, our prefrontal cortex, that's a part of our brain that shows empathy, that connects with others, that makes good decisions. It goes offline. Mm -hmm. When we're in fight or flight, we can't access our prefrontal cortex. Mm -hmm. And that really, I think, has shown up in what I've seen on comments on social media and the posts that people are posting. They're just very direct and in your face and just telling you things without actually thinking about how it's going to be taken. And so... I, that's what I've observed. And I've thought, you know, that was just a really, it's been a really interesting observation in human nature during times of stress, because we all respond differently. Um, for me, you know, I do love to work out and I, I love, I love my gym and I haven't gone to my gym and who knows how long. And that's, what's really sad for me because I just go and do whatever. I don't do anything. That's a plan, but my husband and I have been, um, doing a little at home workout thing together. And it's actually been really fun because, mm -hmm we're doing it together. We can kind of be competitive. If I last a little bit longer on one round than him, I'm like, yeah, I'm so, I'm so awesome and strong. And so that makes it fun. But I don't know. I, I think what's hard is that I don't know if many people realize that when we are stressed and especially in something like a pandemic, especially like in times of famine, our body wants to store weight, mm -hmm. you know? And so we see all of this hashtag quarantine 15, ha ha, it's funny, but it's our body's way of protecting itself. Yeah. We store fat in order to protect us for whatever's about to come because we don't know when we're going to run out of, I mean, you know, hypothetically, we don't know when we're going to run out of food. We don't know. So uh, people who are going on these extreme diets, you know, we've talked about this before. If you're going on an extreme diet, if you're going on some crazy, especially like with crazy exercise and you're putting your body now into forced stress mode on top of the stress that you're already facing, your body might back for backfire and end up adding on more weight and end up like really storing fat because I don't know what's going on in my, in my host is I'm, I'm the body talking. I don't know what's going on with my host, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> this is not, this is not good. You know, like I need to store fat before she goes out and has no food because she needs to survive. So I don't know. I, I think, like I, I said to a friend today that I, I try to say, thank you, body. Thank you, body, for protecting me during this time. You know, <laughs> Thank you, body, for, for the ancestors who have given me these genes that help me store fat in times of famine. Because if it wasn't for those ancestors who stored fat, I wouldn't be where I am. You know, So it's like trying to reframe that because when I see yeah. those, it's triggering to me. It's triggering seeing the quarantine 15. It's triggering seeing all the plans and the eating stuff. And the mm. this is not a time to go extreme. This is a time to nourish yourself however you can. And if that means taking a nap, it means taking a nap. If it means working out, work out. You know, I do all of the above because I need to still maintain some kind of routine, yeah. some kind of mental health normalcy, you know? Um, 
So I don't know if that, I feel like I kind of went off into a tangent. No, no, that's good. Well, why don't you say your, say your favorite line, a body that's stressed. Will not digest. Yes, exactly. That's what runs through my head. Mm -hmm. I hear your voice saying that line in my head. And oh, and if I'm stressed out about how I look also Mm -hmm. like that, that's really hard is, you know, everybody's like, you know, oh, what's that one I saw that really made me mad. It was something somebody posted about, um, if you're worried that you're gaining weight, you should try laying around in your bathing suit and not your sweatpants. And I'm like, that's just dumb. (laughs) What are you trying to say? (laughs) Like, oh, my ability to fit into my bathing suit is what really is going to make me feel better about myself. I don't know. It just goes into that whole, like my head just spins when I hear that. But yeah, like even I've been trying to going back, I have to readjust how I'm talking to myself because in times of stress that flares up for me, whatever's happening in my life. If I'm stressed out, I'm going to take it out on my body. Mm -hmm. That's my go-to. That's Mm -hmm. the easy way for me to take out my stress. It's against myself. And so, you know, just even looking in the mirror and I know you talked about this, like stop looking in the mirror so much, you know, like I found myself like (gasps) sucking in and turning to the side, you know, and, um, like doing all these things that I used to do for forever. My husband walked in on me yesterday. I was sucking in and, and turning to the side and I like stopped real fast. Like I was a little uh-huh. kid, got caught and I was like, I, I, I'm just looking at my, I'm just, I, I didn't know what to say uh-huh. because I knew, I knew that that wasn't a healthy behavior for me that I was yeah. engaging in. Yeah. But there I was, you know, and I, and I'm, I'm doing these other things. I'm really staying ground, grounded in God's word, probably more than I have ever. That's awesome. And that's cool. But it doesn't mean that these old things aren't going to flare up. Yeah. And, and be there in the back. So it's like, oh, it's so hard. It's, it's just it's a weird position to be in. But yeah, body and stress will not digest, including if you're stressed out about how you look. Yeah. Kind of digest. Yeah. Well, that's good. And I mean, I was, so I have on makeup right now, obviously. <laughs> um, and Aaron and I had a little pre conversation where I was like, yeah. okay, I'm going to warn you, I'm putting on makeup. But, <laughs> um, but, but I haven't. I mean, I've only put on makeup. I think I had to do a couple other video things in the course of the last month. And so I put on makeup for that. But, um, but most days have been no makeup and hair pulled back. And I feel like my hair is doing really weird things. Like I don't even understand why, because I thought maybe it would get healthier with me, not like straight ironing it and curling it and all Uh the heat stuff. Mm -hmm. But instead it's like, my hair is like, no, I don't like this. (laughs) We're just going to be really frizzy. Um, but, um, I I lost my train of thought of where I was going to go after that, but it's just, Oh, putting on makeup. And, and that for me has been a weird thing where it's like, mm-hmm. I don't love to look at myself in the mirror when I don't have makeup on. I don't love to look at myself no. in the mirror ever, but yeah. without makeup, like that's really been like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm not going to spend too much time there because then I can start to find like all, yep. <laughs> all the things, right? Because we got and time to do it. Exactly. <laughs> so it's like, okay, I've had to be real intentional about that. But I do think like to your point, you know, we have this extra time and it's going to take some conscious effort to not make our focus on ourself, not make our Mm -hmm. focus on self-improvement. Because I think anyone that has a background like you or me, the natural instinct is 
and I think this goes right along with dieting. It's like, I've got a timeline. I got a deadline. I've got like yep. a set period of time. And then mm -hmm. almost like an event date, not that we actually like know when we'll get out of this or who we'll see, be able to see what we'll be able to do when we get out of this. Yeah. But it's almost like, I don't know, I used to do this for every event, but it's like, oh, vacation coming up or, <laughs> you know, that special event, like that's your, your weight loss deadline. Yeah. I think it's hard for people who are chronic dieters to not think about it like, okay, I've got like 30 days. Mm -hmm. And then I got this like big event of yeah. emerging back to the world. So when I come back to the world, I'm, I'm going to be a new me and mm -hmm. fighting that temptation. And, and then recognizing, like you said that, Hey, I guess if you're in your twenties, you may be able to do that to some extent, <laughs> but, but friend, if you're in your twenties and you're doing that, like take it from these two older women, mm -hmm. <laughs> like that'll catch up with you. And it will um, backfire in the long run. Yeah. Yep. I mean, it's going to hurt your thyroid. It's going to hurt your adrenals mm -hmm. and your body, your body will do what it wants to do at some point, <laughs> whether or not you can get away with commanding it against it. So yeah. well now, now I lost where I was going with all of that, but just all that to say, like, I just hope that anyone listening today that's felt that kind of pressure will, will be able to call it out and see it for what it is, you know, mm -hmm. that this is not... Yeah. This is not the time to to set those kind of goals, to put that kind of pressure on yourself. Like this is not the time <laughs> to to try mm -hmm. to change and transform your body. So like we we walk every day. And I will say that my son takes kickboxing, like I mentioned, and so his his gym put out a a thirty day conditioning uh, program, and I honestly think it's way too hard. You go from like hmm. five of every exercise to 80 of ex every exercise in 30 days. And it's just three exercises a day. Wow. But still, I'm like, I don't know if I can go from five to 80 on some of those things. So I'm stretching it out. I think I'm going to stay at like five and 10 and, and, and those low numbers <laughs> for a while. I have been doing that, but, but, and it's three exercises, like I said, so we're talking about a whole seven minutes of additional exercise every day. Woohoo. Um, but <laughs> But I do feel like, I feel like I see those, those ads come through Instagram and I'm like, Ooh, maybe I should buy that. Maybe mm -hmm. I should try that. Maybe I should get the two week trial. And so it's that pressure is real, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it really is. And I, and I think that that's where something I do with my coaching clients is is I like to put together what's, what's a nourishing list and a draining list. Mm. You know, what is nourishing you, food, activity, people, and what's draining you with food, activities, and people, you know, because I think that we're all fueled by different things. And right now we have so few nourishing things in, in the terms of events and people and church activities and like how draining is a Sunday morning now, because it's like, well, here I am turning on my app again or turning on my, you, you know, like that, that's just, it's a weird deal. I look forward to it. It's definitely a highlight because it's something different yeah. <laughs> to my regular day, but um, yeah, that can be really draining. And so I think in this case, it's really important maybe for people to do that. Like what's nourishing me right now? What is mm -hmm. nourishing to me that fuels me, that fills me up, that makes me feel good and what is draining? And if looking at those ads is draining, you know, then now I know I need to spend less time on social media. For mm -hmm. some of us, that's really hard to do. Um, like for me, what's draining is, is all of the news articles and mm -hmm. all of the commentaries and all of the, everybody has a different opinion and it mm -hmm. drives me crazy. And so I start doing the digging and I, then I start spinning and then I can't go to sleep at night because I'm thinking about how many people are wrong in the world. Right. Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> like I think about, Oh, well they don't know. And they don't know what, like, like I really know, like 
don't put me in charge of anything, you know, but I, I just, that's where I go. And that's really draining. And same thing, like some of these exercise things, I started one exercise set of videos or whatever you want to call it, like a, a system. And all she talked about the whole time was you're going to get the body of your dreams and rock hard abs. And you're going to look so good and make sure that you eat according to the plan. And I, I had to stop it. Because it was putting me, like, I know, you know, what she's saying, oh, no, no, whatever. But like, I started going, well, wait a minute. You know, there's that little voice, like you said, Mm -hmm. like, oh, what if I do? What, can can I look like her? Can I, I, there's no, my body is not even shaped like hers. You know Uh what I mean? But it it just goes there. So I had to turn it off. So, so making that list of, okay, what is really nourishing me right now? You know, and that is maybe it's something I really love. And that's a Reese's egg. (laughs) I love Reese's eggs. And that has been Uh, probably the highlight uh of my shelter in place because we got them and they were way discounted because I guess nobody's buying them this year. Mm. I don't know. And Friday night was my Reese's egg night. Things like that. Like there's some things it's okay to have a Reese's. It's okay to have like tonight we're making lasagna. That's not something we normally make. Uh No, it's a lot. I made that last night. (laughs) And and I've got people in my family that cheese and the digestion, not Uh great, but Uh we're going to do it because what else do we have to do? You know, like, so we're yeah. just things like that, that are fun, that in the back of my mind, I'm going, Oh, is, is that going to be healthy for me? Is that going to be healthy for the kids? But like, this is different. We are in a yeah. different set of yeah. circumstances. And a lot of, you know, we set up these rules for ourselves. And I think that this is a really good time to evaluate how, how are my rules like really just a privilege and not actually something that's benefiting or hurting my health. You know, like I think so many things that we think we we set up as guidelines and rules for ourselves. It's really just a privilege that we get to do that. And now, now so much is taken away. Like what applies? I don't know. image been bogging you down for too long it's time to get free my friend go to compare to who.me take your free body image awareness quiz you will learn amazing things you'll get your results right away and I think you'll have fun too because I mean who doesn't love to take quizzes go to compare to who.me there's lots of great resources on that site articles about body image and comparison and how you can find freedom through the gospel of Jesus Christ check it out today Right after this episode, of course. Well, no, I was just thinking about something that you say in our refocus training, where you talk about how so many of us have been conditioned with, like, food is not an event, food is not to be enjoyed, you know, mm-hmm. like, you, you, like all of those rules that we learned yep. in on some diet somewhere long ago. Mm-hmm. And I've been, like, it's been a mental game in my head where it's like, if I'm able to get like some, so something special in our house is ice cream with cut up strawberries on it. That's like my husband's mm. favorite thing. Funny. And like, there's no chocolate involved. So to me, it's not super exciting, No, but like totally. the, the kids, <laughs> the kids are like all into it. And so like, I was able to get fresh strawberries. And so then I went ahead and got the ice cream. Mm-hmm. And so like, like it was, it was a party, right? Cause we hadn't had anything like that for a couple of weeks and I was looking forward to it. And I was like, okay, Friday night, we're going to do strawberries and ice cream. This is going to be great. And I had to kind of reel myself like back and then forward and 
back like, oh no, I can't be excited about food. Like I shouldn't be all excited about dessert. And I was like, oh no, like it's okay. Like this is a celebration. Mm -hmm. Like this is going to be a highlight of our very lame week, (laughs) you know? And like the kids are looking forward to it. And it's okay as a family Mm -hmm. to celebrate together around the strawberries and ice cream. And that doesn't mean that I'm necessarily going to go back down the, the road of, you know, like, I don't know, eating half a carton of ice cream by myself and then having to put water in it in order to not finish it and throwing it away. Like all of those crazy behaviors that are in my past, I don't have to necessarily worry about going there because I'm going to enjoy strawberries and ice cream with my family. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, like our relationships and human connections are way more beneficial to our health than what we eat. Everybody's got a different opinion on food, you know, but if you look at loneliness being as harmful to your health as smoking 15 cigarettes a day, Mm. you know, we're pretty isolated right now. That's so dangerous. So if I can enjoy a good meal with my family, it's always tricky with a three-year-old because he doesn't like to make mealtime enjoyable. But one (laughs) night we we had a picnic outside on the front lawn. Uh Everybody was happy. Uh My three-year-old who hates dinner ate his dinner, you know, like like this was a good, so if we can, it doesn't matter what you're eating really, as long as you're with people that you care about and you're not stressed, your body's going to digest it. Great. Because everybody's got a different set of food that works for them. You know, what works for me is not going to work for you and I'm not going to digest it well. So if you can find what works for you, what you enjoy and enjoy the people you're eating it with. Wow. That's like probably the best thing we can do right now is enjoy good meals with good people and have as good of a time as we can considering the circumstances. You know, those are all very health promoting things. Yeah. Well, and and to your point, like, I think this is a time where instead of, we've got all this extra time, instead of like scrolling through Instagram or doing all the research on what diet worked for her and what Mm -hmm. diet worked for her and how she lost the weight and what exercise program she did, like maybe this is a time when you're able to stop and actually listen to your body. Oh, wouldn't that be amazing? You know, like, oh, okay. Huh. Wheat and I don't get along, but yeah, you know, yeah. maybe I can do dairy three times a week mm-hmm. <laughs> or, mm-hmm. you know, or maybe dairy is not a problem for you at all. Uh, bless mm-hmm. you. That's not my, <laughs> that's not my deal. But I know like I can, I had lasagna last night. I'm okay. Like I can have mm-hmm. ice cream once a week and I'm okay. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it, it varies, but maybe this is a time when instead of looking to someone else's plan or even listening to Aaron and I and saying, Oh, what right. do they do? I need to do it. Like they do right. no, no, like you need to do it. Like you do it. And maybe mm-hmm. this is a time to figure out what it is your body's asking you for, what it is your body needs, not, not what her body needed or, or how she did it. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's so true. Wouldn't it be awesome if everybody took this time to be able to learn to listen to our bodies and to throw away like these preconceived notions. And like, there's even a verse in Proverbs. I don't know if I brought it up the last time we talked, but I I just think it's so interesting. It says it's better to eat vegetables with a friend than meat with an enemy. Uh Basically saying you can have the richest, most decadent meal in the world. But if you're eating with an enemy, somebody that you don't like, somebody who stresses you out, like that's, that's not health promoting for you. You know, like God designed our bodies this way. Like, so I, I just think that what we, again, going back to what we think about our food makes such an impact on our health. And so many people with digestive issues, maybe they're actually just really stressed about what they're eating. Maybe this would be a good time to evaluate. Am I stressed because I'm eating what I consider quote bad, Mm -hmm. you know, or am I stressed 
because it really, you know, or, or, or am I feeling this response in my body because it really doesn't agree with me. And I know that that can be tricky and that can be a hard road, but there are things in my past that I, that I've cut out thinking that, Oh, I don't have a good response to that. When really it was like, well, I respond to it fine. Now I will say we ordered because we've been making meals from home so much. We ordered out a few weeks ago. Um, and we, you know, we want to support a local restaurant yeah. and I don't remember which meal this was because we we're doing it once a week. Um, Oh, it was a local place that has like uh, chicken and biscuits and kind of more of a Southern cooking. And both Richard and I at the, you know, about an hour after a meal, we were like, oh, that, I don't feel great. You know, Uh like I feel Uh real tired. I feel kind of moody. So it was a good opportunity because we had been cooking so much from home to realize that restaurant foods might not make us feel that great. Uh-huh. You know, so this is a good time to listen and tap into that. And so what was it that I ate? And I'll know for next time, it's going to make me tired. It might make me yeah. feel a little, you know, not great digestively or, or whatever it might bloat me a little bit. And so I think that that's, this is an important time to do that for sure. Cause we're cooking so much from home and also to try out new recipes that are fun, make it yeah. fun. Yeah. You know, cooking can be a lot of fun if you just do it, you know? Yeah. Oh, Hey, I was thinking about something. I think you might've brought it up last time we talked, but, um, you and I have talked about it offline a bunch of times. Your your new favorite app. Oh, uh, and so so. But I've been I've been trying. So I want you to talk about it. But I've been trying to be more aware of it, and it's it's interesting. I think there's a lot of women mm-hmm. that are missing out on paying attention to this. So tell us what it is, Erin. Yeah. So it's tracking your menstrual cycle. It's called Flow Living. Or no, sorry. The app is. I keep saying that. My, the app is called My Flow. I think the website yeah. is called uh, Flow Living and. The book is called In the Flow, and basically it tracks, and it's so interesting, so many studies on diets and so many studies on even things like intermittent fasting, all these really popular trending things. These studies are done on postmenopausal women and men because there are not as many variables as somebody who has a menstrual cycle and is experiencing four different phases every month. And so you have your follicular phase, your ovulatory phase, your luteal phase, and your menstrual phase. Menstrual phase being the time that you are actively bleeding. And so I hope kids aren't listening if you have not had this conversation. Warning, 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 sorry. (laughs) Um, But yeah, but starting with your your first two weeks in your cycle, depending on, you know, the days are different for everybody, but you're going to have the most energy in your follicular, your ovulatory stage. That's when you're going to feel better. You're going to want to do more like um, high intensity interval training for workouts. You're, you're going to want more fresh, raw foods, like think more, you know, salads and sauerkraut. And I love sauerkraut. Um, most people are like, but, um, (laughs) I'm really German like that. My my mom Um, loved it. Like I grew up with the smell of it in my house, but yeah. So, so just fresh, bright foods. And that's where, you know, even, you know, limiting your consumption overall might, might work for you during those first two phases. But once you get into the luteal phase, your body slows down a little bit, mm. hormones do some shifting, you know, and that's where we get into that. We, luteal phase is PMS, right? Mm-hmm. We don't feel as good. Maybe we're a little cranky. Maybe we're moody. Um, food wise, we actually need to consume more mm. because we are going to burn more during that phase. But the problem is, is we don't, a lot of people just go overboard and, or underboard, right? Like I think most women, I will say probably aren't eating enough, especially mm-hmm. during, because they're like, oh, I can only eat this much. Well, now your body goes into fat storage mode because your body is preparing for the menstrual phase. So, you know, so it's yeah. really interesting. And so for workouts, you want to slow it down. And during menstrual phase, 
you want to rest, like legit, like maybe take some time off from working out because what'll happen is it's a stressor on your body and it might cause you to gain some fat. And I think that we've been told, you know, our generation for sure, we've been told, oh, you can do anything when you're menstruating, you know, <laughs> like you have all those, all the, um, the female hygiene ads, (laughs) like all the little, like I remember in um, all those magazines, like YM and all the teen, like they'd show a girl, she's like running and it's Uh an ad for pads or whatever. Like, Oh, she's so happy on her period. You know, like (laughs) we've just been told this, but for hundreds, thousands of years, feminine, like the culture for females was to slow down and take Mm -hmm. a time out. Like we knew to listen to our bodies back then, but you know, the last hundred years, because we want so badly to do everything that men are doing, which, you know, it's not like, I'm not saying that as an attack. Like, I think there are so many awesome things that women are doing right now. So I'm not, I'm not getting all weird like that, but I'm just saying like, mind your flow, you know, like pay attention to what your body's telling you. And a lot of women, they crave chocolate when they're PMSing, you know, during the luteal phase. Well, I think that there's a drop of magnesium during that mm-hmm. time and chocolate is packed with magnesium. So you're, what your body's really telling you, you know, it's like, you need that chocolate because you need more magnesium. So it's okay mm-hmm. to have the chocolate. But if we go against what, what our bodies are trying to do, that's when it will backfire and cause more of the, even the hormone fluctuations and we've got the painful periods and we've got the out of whack cycles. Anyway, all that yeah. to say, it's just been a really, that's a short summary, <laughs> probably yeah. not short enough, but it's been interesting for me just to pay attention to and go, okay, I just switched to my luteal phase that, oh, that's why maybe I should just take a nap or maybe I should just do some stretching today or whatever, you know, like yeah. it's important to be aware of that. Well, I just, I downloaded it, but ever since you started talking to me about it, I don't know, it was probably the beginning of the year, I think. So Mm -hmm. I've had this in my head for the last couple of months and I've been just trying to be more conscious of it because I'm not normally. Mm -hmm. I just am just like, oh, I'm really tired. I'm having a hard time getting things done today. You know, I don't know what Mm -hmm. the deal is. And then some days it's like, oh, I can do everything. I can do a hundred things today. And, And now trying to like put that together. Oh, well, that makes sense, <laughs> you know? And it's and, cool because it, then you can be k- kinder to yourself too, yeah, you know? Absolutely. And not feel bad. Like, oh, I didn't get anything done today. I don't have any energy. You know, what's my problem? Yeah. You know, and mm-hmm. what, going through the Rolodex, what did I eat? You know, what did I, what did I do wrong? And it's like, well, no, maybe it's just that wrong week yeah. <laughs> of the month. Yeah. So I think there's a lot of freedom and mm-hmm. a lot of hope in, in paying attention to that. So I highly, it was, I think it was a dollar 99 to download yeah, it's the like app. It's the best dollar 99 app I yeah. ever spent. <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's not, you know, the book is more detailed on vegetables, but what I like about it, it's not a diet, you know, it's just mm-hmm. saying, what could you add in during this time? Not like cut out all this stuff, but like what you, what could you be doing to nurture this part of your cycle? You know, and I, I really like that aspect. Yeah. 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 It's good. I recommend it too. So what has been an unexpected joy hmm. during this time? What, what, what has been unexpected joy? What has surprised you? Know, you? I, I think one thing for me, and I kind of already talked about it was digging into the word more mm-hmm. and really like that was part of my Lent anyways, before I pick up my phone. <laughs> Uh I'm going to read my Bible because if I pick up my phone, it's all over, you know, like then all of a sudden it's like, Oh, I checked my email. Oh no, I need to do that. Or I need to do, or I I got caught up in some article on social or whatever it is. Right. Like I, I loved aligning my focus on God's word first. And so digging into that. And also I, I felt this you know, that, that piece that doesn't make sense that the Bible talks Mm -hmm. about. I've really felt that very strongly. I felt God's provision in a lot of ways. Um, 
and that's the, the spiritual part, like for sure that has been good. And that's, I want to take that with me, you know, and I don't want to forget that. Like, that's something I don't want to leave behind. Um, uh, the other thing that surprised me, my six-year-old man, he can kill me in a game of skip bow. Uh-huh. He, like we, we taught him skip bow and I thought this might be a little advanced for him. I don't know. No, that boy is so fast. He tries to tell me what to do. So, uh-huh. you know, it's like little thing. We've had some fun card games and just not that, you know, staying home, not that need to, cause I'm a go, go, go. You know, yeah. we, we pack the activities in, we're always going from one place to the next, but enjoying all of these little things about my kids, like my three-year-old's hilarious. Mm-hmm. And I get to pick up on some of these subtleties that maybe I wouldn't before when we're just rushing around from one thing to the next. But um, yeah, playing games with my six-year-old, I'm realizing how he can beat me at Skippo, you know, th- things That's like fun. that. So um, yeah, yeah. What, what about you? Yeah, you know, um, so we did the bear hunt. And did you did you hear about this? Uh-uh. So that. you have everyone in your neighborhood. Well, not everyone participates, but you ask neighbors to put a stuffed bear or a picture of a bear in their window. And oh. then when you walk around the neighborhood, you you look for the bear and you count how many bears there are or whatever. And so it's funny, like it's funny. I actually initiated it in our neighborhood. Mm-hmm. It was not an original idea, but I initiated it. And so people had said they were going to do it. And I had told my kids to put the bear in their window and, you know, I kind of mentioned it, but my eight year old was just like dead set on when are we going on the bear hunt? And I'm like, Oh, well, I wasn't really doing it for me. I was kind of thinking about like the little kids and like, I didn't think you guys uh-huh. were here. But uh-huh. we did, we did the bear hunt. It was really funny to see how, how interested and excited and energized he was by like the bear hunt. And we found nine bears in our neighborhood and, <laughs> you know, that's kind of bears they were, that kind of thing. That was kind of fun. But, you know, I think, I think it's, it's the together time has been good. I think our dinner conversations have been better, even though hmm. for the most part, our schedules are such that we do have dinner together. Well, there's one child that plays select soccer, so he's missing twice a week. But for the Mm -hmm. most part, we have dinner as a family five days a week where everyone is there. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think just the the slowness and there's no rush to get to anything. Um, And Mm -hmm. then my husband and I have been going for walks every day. And so that's that's been good. Um, it's something we used to do in the morning and, but in the evening, like conversations may be a little bit easier. Um, and I don't know, we, we have more time. We're not as rushed. We're not thinking both of us thinking in our heads, like what we have to do today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. um, so that's been a, it's been a nice time. Um, yeah, you know, it's, like I said, it, it's not that it's been all that abnormal aside from I just the, the pressure and the stress of food and the pressure mm-hmm. and the stress of when is this going to be over? Mm-hmm. And what is this going to look like when it's over? And I think, I think the next thing that I'm grieving right now is I think for the first maybe two, three weeks, I convinced myself this was just going to end and everything was going to go back to normal. Mm -hmm. And now the recognition is very much that there's not like normal's not going to look like normal. Like even if we go out, we might all be wearing masks. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we both go to big churches and so our churches might not look like Mm -hmm. we're used to them looking. There may have to be like limits on service sizes or or what Mm -hmm. is that going to be? And so, so that I think is the next thing that I'm like, Hmm. I'm not sure if I'm ready for what the new normal is. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it'll it'll be. Yeah. No, that's another thing is what is this going to look like on the other side? You know, what, what are the takeaways going to be? How is this going to, what kind of a turning point is this going to be for us as a culture? And, uh, you know, like 
am I going to hug people? And I'm not even a hugger. I am mm-hmm. not a hugger, but <laughs> at this point I'm like, I want to hug my friends, you know, yeah, like, yeah. is this, is this going to be okay? You know, it's just yeah. a weird, and I don't want to live in fear. That's the other thing is I just, I feel this heavy weight of fear everywhere. And I, I don't want to be enslaved mm-hmm. to that. And I have to check myself on that, knowing that my king is on the throne, you know, and, and he's not the president and he's not the health director and he's not, the, you know, all these other people that are having a say in what's happening. My king is on the throne and he's already, you know, we know, we know what's going to happen, you know? And so I, like, I'm trying, that's where the whole truth of God's word, like has been so grounding for me because I will quickly go to worst case scenario. You know, that's yeah. just where my head goes. And, and I can't do that, you know, I, yeah. cause that's, yeah. Anyway. So, yeah, that's good. Well, um, as we kind of wrap things up today, I just, I wanted to talk just for a minute about the fun we had with refocus and we haven't really mm-hmm. discussed this yet, but I think maybe we'll bring that back. We were going to bring it back in yes. May and I don't know if May's too soon or if yeah. May's the perfect time. I, I don't really know, Yeah. but, um, mm-hmm. but what did you take away from our time in refocus? And actually maybe Aaron, do you want to just tell them what we did in refocus if someone isn't yeah. familiar with the program? Well, the first go round was what, wasn't it 12 days? The first one yep, and the June, second right? go round was 14 days. And what I love about it is Heather starts with a scripture blast every day. And, you know, it's funny talking to some of my friends who went through that program. That was a big takeaway for some of them. Like that was the, their favorite part. And I'm like, man, we put in so much information. It was just the Bible that you wrote. I mean, come on. Like, what is that? But really? Yeah. I mean, it, it really, that, it was so good to start off with that and going through Heather went through the spiritual aspect of, of body image and, and body image idolatry and trying to dig into some of these, these traps we have when it comes to that. And I went more into the health aspect of it and, and being gentle with yourself nutrition wise and movement wise. And, and we cover all the topics. We cover nutrition, we cover movement, we cover stress, we cover, um, I mean, we have a theme for everyday rest. We definitely go into rest and we, we, we cover as much as I think we possibly can. Um, so yeah, it's, it was, it was great. I, I still, you know, there, I get messages from different people all the time who are in the group saying, asking questions about certain things and it's been good. It's been a great thing for sure. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's been, it's been fun to see the interaction. So it's interesting. And I haven't told you this, but we, um, I'm doing my spring break free program Mm -hmm. on Facebook and I decided to make it free because this is just a stressful time for a lot of people, but it's been interesting. There's not the kind of participation in that group as there has been in our refocus groups. And I think part of it is, you know, when you charge for something, people are more invested when it's free, That's true. you know, Mm -hmm. yeah, you don't care as much to track along, but but I mean, even though our, we didn't charge very much for our refocus program, I feel like people got so much out of it. I mean, the mm-hmm. interaction that was on that page was rich yeah. and the questions were deep and thoughtful. Mm-hmm. And then the responses like from you and I, but also from other participants, like oh, it was sure. encouragement mm-hmm. and, and just a real time from what I've heard of people who participated, just a real time of digging into things that they hadn't stopped mm-hmm. and, and been able to process or think through before. So I don't know. It's like, is this a good, t- do we do it in May? Do we wait till yeah. June? I don't know. I mean, maybe we should, we should talk about that when we're done here. <laughs> but yeah, but right. stay tuned. <laughs> 
if you're watching or listening, yeah. look for Refocus 2020. Um, it'll be able to stay 2020 through the rest of the year. <laughs> I guess yeah. next year we'll have to rechange that name, Erin. But, yeah. but our program was really just to help you refocus, refocus away from, like we talked about earlier, trying to do everything like everyone else mm -hmm. and just finding what works for you, refocusing on what's really important, which is really a holistic view of health, mm -hmm. not just getting skinny, getting the body, you know, getting that weight off, but holistically, are you spiritually healthy? Are you mm -hmm. mentally, emotionally healthy? And, you know, and then on top of that, how to be physically healthy combined with all that in a way that's honoring to God. And so I think, you know, we had, I think we've had almost a hundred women go through now. So, so, so you've yeah. got a great, a great group that's gone through. And if that's something that's of interest to you, I hope you'll watch out for that. Well, Erin, thanks so much for the chat. Yeah. Um, I know now I, I wanted to mention this early and I forgot. How did your trivia night go? You want to tell everyone what you did? Cause oh, I think it's yeah, a great idea. Was, it was so random. We put out on my husband and I, between the two of us, we probably have like 4,000 Facebook friends and we just put out not, I mean, because of ministry, not because we're super popular, but because of all the different churches oh, we've been involved in and, <laughs> and different connections that we've made. And I'm an extrovert. So I just want to friend everybody. Um, but yeah, we put out like just this wide open invitation to our public Facebook, like, Hey, who wants to join trivia night? We're going to do it through zoom. Y'all join in and we'll have prizes, but you have to wear a costume. And so it was, we need to do that again, actually. Cause when we first did it, we thought, Oh, this thing will be over with within a few weeks. Um, but it has been a lot longer than that. So mm -hmm. it was, it was really fun. We had a lot, I mean, it was so random. It kind of felt like a taste of heaven, like for all these people who would never actually meet in real life because uh -huh. of location or because of like, they would never participate, but yet here they were on this zoom chat and it was, it was very fun and so ridiculous. Fun. And yeah, it was great. So mm -hmm. fun. Yeah. We're going to try that uh, something similar just with our small group, but I thought that was yeah. a great idea when I saw it and I totally meant to get on, although yeah. I didn't have a costume, but then time just, you know, you know how I'm it is. Worn, like an old uniform of Eric's. That would have been fun. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Or his helmet actually, which I thought <laughs> yes. about wearing to the grocery store. And right. To give that context, <laughs> my husband was a fighter pilot. So he has like this helmet with like the breathing oh, thing. Oh my gosh. Actually, that might not be a bad idea. Well, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, Erin, thanks so much for being on the show today. And if oh, you were listening or watching, thanks so much for being a part. And I hope that something in today's show has helped you stop comparing and start living. That's all for today. Bye-bye. Hey, friend, would you check out the date on that episode you just listened to? Yeah. It's been a minute. Listening to old podcasts is almost like reading my diary from several years ago. In some cases, it's even a little embarrassing. So instead of listening straight through season by season, can I encourage you to skip ahead? I release brand new episodes every Tuesday and Friday. And if you're not sure where to start, you can go to improvebodyimage.com, find the Start Here button, and I've got several episodes listed and categorized so you can find the topics that are of most interest to you. Your time is valuable, so skip straight to the good stuff. I'm glad you're here. Thanks for letting me be a part of your body image and food freedom journey. In a recent survey, parents reported that 52% of homeschooled children need learning accommodations. These parents need practical advice, encouragement, and hope to fuel their homeschooling efforts. The Empowering Homeschool Conversations podcast is where parents gain wisdom on how to teach unique learners successfully at home, like Laura, who recently told us, I needed this episode. I don't need a fancy curriculum or need to be a special ed teacher to teach my son. You have given me hope. 
To listen now, go to Life Audio or search Empowering Homeschool Conversations on your favorite podcast app.